Hello and welcome to a time of edification with Caruso Ministry. Get ready to be edified and equipped to edify others. Ready? Let's begin. Amen. Hallelujah. Luke 5, 17. He's going to pass on a certain day. Alright? So it's as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the Lord sitting by, which were which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. He says, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. So Jesus was teaching. Amen. And the Bible witnesses that the power of God was present to heal. Hallelujah. You know, people often think that you know you hear things like um, you know there's the, there's the word of God and there's the power of God. Or there's the word of God and there's the spirit of God. Hallelujah. That's a lie. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Jesus said, Jesus was speaking in John chapter 7, verse 3. He says, The word I speak, they are speaking and their life. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. What that means is that the ministration of the word is the ministration of the spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So whenever a man speaks of the gospel of the resurrection, he is as well to expect the power of the resurrection of the spirit. Are we together? Are we together? And so that's one of the reasons we know. That in today's meeting, we are going to see this place of power. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We are going to see sicknesses healed. Amen. We are going to see bodies lifted. Hallelujah. We are going to see impartations by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And so we are going to be praying once more. That in today's meeting, we see the demonstration of power. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for your spirit. Thank you for the ministry of the Word. Thank you for the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you for the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for eyes that see. Thank you for hearers that hear. Thank you for hearts that know by your Spirit. Thank you for hearts that know by the Spirit. Thank you for hearts that know by the Spirit. You know, thus says the Spirit of God. Choose to believe that the leadings you perceive from your hearts are from me. You see, he who has the Spirit of God has a regenerated heart. He who has the Spirit of God in him has a heart that is not begotten by his Spirit. Has a heart that can walk in God's statutes of his own will. So, choose to believe that the leadings and perceptions you receive in your hearts concerning what you do and the same thing are from me. You see, I see, I see a vision of someone, and I know who the person is actually. And I see that in that, you are, you are at a crossroad of taking a particular decision. If our decision is concerning traveling out of the country, <clears throat> and before now you have thought in your hearts, at least before maybe this year, you have thought in your hearts that you wouldn't travel outside the country. You know, you told yourself that. But then this, like recently, not necessarily in the last one month, actually more than that, you just suddenly had a nudge to move outside the country, and you know you tried to check that because you, you know, initially thought like your mind, maybe you were beginning to walk in fear, but the part of you knows it's not fear. You are very sure, you know it's not fair. You know the Spirit of God will have let you And yes, it's a leading. It's a leading by His Spirit. He wants you to move. He actually wants you to. But now, here is the attention that you have to pay. You know, now you have to pay attention to this. That your movement is not for yourself. Your movement is for the propagation of the Gospel. 
Your movement is not obvious. Your movement is full of propagation of the gospel. So you will do well to dig it. And so it's the reason why it's as though there are certain doors you are trying to knock and are not opening. The reason because you are not even sat down to pay attention to that leading. Because if you move it, pay attention to it, it's not just as what your mind is saying, but as a reading from God. So you need to become clear as to what to do and how to go about it. And as you pay attention to that leading, you will know the things to do. You will know that you are supposed to strengthen yourself. And you're supposed to get yourself grounded in the word and in the ministry of the spirit for you. So that wherever you go to, you become an effective minister for the gospel to the people. And for you to know that the truth this is from God. You have currently right as I speak. To let you know that this is actually your God. So yield says the spirit of God. Yield. Yield says the spirit of God. Yield. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, the true tribe of Israel. Hallelujah. Men who have been redeemed. Blood by, bought by the blood of the Lamb. The men of the Spirit of God. Men who are filled with the Holy Ghost. These are the things that men of old look forward to and wish that they had. But though in our time and day we have it in us. Dwelling and born that we are full of the Spirit of God. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, there's, there's someone as I, as I was speaking, I saw that you saw a vision, and in the vision you saw a hand. This is the person. You saw a hand in your vision. It was as though the hand like, just led you that this is what you This is the person. Amen. You see, leading is in the heart of the living one. You know, either to, um, you've always thought that leading has to be something that you, you know, emanates from yourself consciously. So whenever you want to take the next step, you're always so good. How do I know that the next thing I'm going to do will be a mistake? No, you know, that cannot be so. The lodges and the leadings of God by His Spirit are for the people He has put His Spirit in. Hallelujah. So, whenever you stand at the crossroad, knowing what is, you wanting to know what is the next step to take, expect that you will know just naturally by the Spirit. And that's the good of the hand that you that's the of the hand that you saw that pointed you to light. You know, the hand, interestingly, is not a new hand. It's actually your hand. You just didn't see the rest of it. It's actually your hand. It was your hand that pointed you in the direction to man. What is the Lord trying to tell you? That the leading that you need is within. The leading that you need is within. Therefore, pay attention to the leadings of God from within. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. Amen. 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 Say, Father, Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus, we receive insight and revelation in your word. Our hearts are open to see Jesus glorified and we are edified. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Can I have a seat? Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Trust you're doing good. Hello. Good morning. Because <coughs> I see your neighbor, right? We say good morning. How are you doing? How was your night? It's nice to meet you. And exchange names as well. <coughs> my name is Israel, in case you don't know. Alright, my name is Israel, I think it's this. As, come, ah, yeah, no, just like that. Say, say something that you like. I like your skin color. I like your hair. You know, don't lie. Oh, you can't. Just like this. <laughs> Alright, praise God. Hallelujah. You know, um, 
So as a meeting where, you know, giving those, while we're praying, basically, and, you know, we have those utterances. One thing is clear from this meeting is that people, people are just believing in direction. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Praise God. I don't, I don't, I don't put someone on the spot. But it's not first word of knowledge. I know the person. I like, I literally know who it is. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. So, it's carries over the conference. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And just like some <clears throat> little backstory carries over the conference. Uh, I, got, I got the vision of this conference September 2021. September 2021. Interestingly, it was the same time, around the same period, I got the vision for Kerry's Gravity. Right? You remember, I think I said it. Okay. Around the same time. And you know, what God showed me was that, you see, um, when we talk about the prophetic, when we talk about the prophetic, people think what the prophetic means is to declare a thing and it comes to pass. Are we together? Please, I need questions. Are we together? Yeah. So, people think the prophetic is, you know, by this time, tomorrow, this and this and this will happen, and then it happens. Hallelujah. But you see, the prophetic is knowing the plans and purpose of God for a period of time and yielding to it. Are we together? Glory to Jesus. The primary purpose of prophecy, actually, is to yield to the plan and purpose of God. It's for life. Are we together? And so, when you say that a man is walking by prophecy, it's not necessarily that the man knows what is going to happen tomorrow. I mean, there are people who are unbelievers in the Greek of Alabos that know things are going to happen the next day or in two days. Are we together? So, what separates the prophetic in the church from every other is that it doesn't just know what is going to happen. It knows it in alignment with God's plan and purpose. Are we together, guys? Does that make sense? And so, it's not, I mean, anybody who is spiritual can know something. That in the next couple of years, the next 10 years, 10, 15 years, for example, the body of Christ is going to need a level of discernment that we probably have never needed before. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. I said something. I, I used something just joking around my head. I said, the next five, ten years. So, ten years is so far. The next five years, there are problems. We're going to literally have debates on TV between Christians and atheists. It's not fair again. Anybody who can pay attention can see it. Are we together? It's not fair again. And so, the Lord laid it on my heart that one of the things that He wants us to do as a ministry, particularly the Arizona ministry, is to train men or equip people to be sound in the world. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. To train ministers to be equipped in the world. And it's not just some how they do. It's not, you know, it's not icing on the cake. It's not that you know, you know it's, you, do, you just know something around the genocide. So you just know that, you know, you know that God leads us. When they ask you to explain it, you know, you just say, ah, how God leads us? How God leads us? Explain it. Because he leads us. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And so, you know, I just saw by the Spirit of God that He wants us to have meetings, right, where we spend long exhaustive hours in Bible study. Are we together? Glory to Jesus. And I want you to know that this is going to be the shortest Kerry's Bible conference we have, actually. This is going to be the shortest. You know, this, 
this year is six hours in Lagos Square. Next year is going to be at 18 hours in Lagos Square. So we are looking at 16 hours next year. Are we together? And that's the only one. Glory to Jesus. And then you see why. It's not because we want to prove that you know there's what. To be honest, not. Hallelujah. It's because there's so much to do. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And the time is short. Praise God. Amen. There's so much to know. There's so much to do. And the time is short. Glory to God. And so we need to get equipped. So we, we need to get people equipped quickly so that they can go out as soon as possible and bring back more people that can get equipped. Are we together, guys? By the power of the Holy Ghost, time is on our side, we're naturally speaking, time is not. Are we together, guys? Are we together, guys? Everyone, everybody here knows at least one person who was a believer in Christ Jesus, who most likely has become an atheist or has become totally, has, has become totally, total apathetic to the gospel. Yes or no? Yes or no? You know at least one person who was very vibrant in your church, in your, in your children department or sense department in church that developed total apathy for the gospel. Yes or no? Yes or no? Do you know what it means that every single one of us here knows at least one? And trust me, at least one is a very small percentage. Are we together? You know five. Right now, they are sitting down. They can come to your head. People that they were teaching Sunday school. Amen. So it's a problem. Are we together? As soon as there's work to do. Say there's work to do. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, we are ready. We are coming. And we are um, dealing with Bible hermeneutics. Bible hermeneutics. Just to help, you know, to avoid all the hermeneutics, it just means Bible interpretation. Amen? Hermeneutics. Just, and just to give like, a little background, the word hermeneutics is actually from the Greek word hermeneu. It's from the Greek word hermeneu, which means to interpret and to translate. I'm going to talk about it more expressly as we move on. It means to interpret or to translate. And it was actually from the Greek word, it was from the Greek word hermes. H-E-R-N-E-S. Many guys have heard of this before. Who was an interpreter of God, right? So he would translate whatever the God said and he would say to the great people of Greece. Some of you are wondering, why would you be using you know, a bigger God, you know, in something like this? It's simple. It's because it was Greek. Amen? Hallelujah. The New Testament was written in what? In Greek. You understand? So that word was coined from. So Greek is not the language of the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Greek is the language of you. There's when we talk about Greek and Hebrew, that's even folks in Greece who look at us and say, "Now, I feel like if the folks in Greece knew how much credence we place on the language, like the work is like an average Greek person, right? And I mean, maybe residents in Greece who walk into a church today and be like, wow. <laughs> Revelation knowledge. <laughs> and that, that makes you realize really, I think I've jumped already that the use of the Greek and Hebrew when we study is not that's not revelation. Amen. Greek and Hebrew is to take you to the point of revelation knowledge. I will say that. So Greek and Hebrew is not revelation knowledge. Everybody in Greece will be pastors. Amen. Hallelujah. And all Jews will be pastors. But it's interesting to know that we have more Jews passing to Judaism than Christianity. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I, I feel like it doesn't define the language. 
So just for you to know. And now that does not mean that in this teaching we're not going to do a lot of Greek and Oh, we will. <laughs> oh, we will. Like, if I, I feel like at some point, there's a point you get by the study, it almost begins to feel like you're studying grammar. Like, you literally feel like you're studying grammar. You, know, you open this one, you open that one, you open this one. You know, you open like 15 tabs, and like you, you have a lexicon, you know, this one down, this one down. But you see why it's very soon. How do you feel? So, by the way, well, let's start first of all with why do we have meetings like this? Why? Why? Why do we have meetings like this? Now, let me just say it that in this alright, I expect you to write. You know, it's one of the things we said in our, um, that's why I gave the instruction in the things to notes that call the notepad a pen and a Bible, a hard copy Bible. Are we together? Um, and the reason for that is just to avoid distraction. Right? Don't, don't use your phone to type. Amen? Glory to Jesus. Alright, so, so why do we have meetings? <clears throat> why do we have meetings like this? First of all, you need to the Christian faith is one of knowledge. The Christian faith is one of knowledge. You know, it is heavily, heavily predicated on knowledge. Heavily predicated. You see, salvation in itself is an introduction to a certain knowledge. Salvation is an introduction to a certain knowledge. It's an introduction to the knowledge of God as Savior. Go to 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. Glory to God. He says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. He says, To grow in grace and to grow in the knowledge of our Lord. Now, let me just say, this is my little problem. This projection is for me. <laughs> Amen? It's not for me. Hallelujah. So, that is projected does not mean you should not be a Bible. I will get that. Amen? So, as I said before, this projection is for who? Thanks, boss. Thanks so much. Alright, so, second thing about the thing of the Second thing of the He says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Those things are So, now, those things he doesn't say, Let grace go. Are we together? Are we together? He says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He also expects that you are growing, that you have to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Meaning, he expected that at some point there was a level of knowledge you had about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that he expects you to grow in. Does that make sense, guys? Are we together? What that means, therefore, is that salvation is an introduction into a specific knowledge of God as Lord and Savior. Amen. Salvation is an exposure. To a specific kind of information. And what's that information? That, Je- uh, that Jesus or God is our Lord and Savior. Salvation is not an exposure into information that there is a God. People who are not saved know there is a God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. It's an exposure to a specific kind of information. That God is both our Lord and our Savior. Hallelujah. Look at Romans chapter 10. Romans 10. We will be you guys are wondering why the gospel is for all. Amen. We say we take decision. It's always interesting. Whenever you hear people say we take decision, it's always thinking of like Finland, Ireland, you know, um, the UK, and so on and so forth. Nobody's talking about Elisha. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> you realize that Elisha is the end of the end. <laughs> 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 I 
is that big? I want to do something. Oh, oh yeah, but this is the end of the year. Amen. Hallelujah. People are going to do this. Ah, you need to. Amen. Praise to Jesus. People in Kano, Kaduna, Katsina. Hallelujah. It is salvation. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And yes, not so long from now, we'll see places like that covered with God's word. Hallelujah. You know, what I said before now, he said, no, we're having so many churches. Churches are so much. It's, and it's so funny to me, actually. Why is it churches are so much? When God says that he wants every man saved, I can't say churches are too much. It's can't be too much. <laughs> Glory to God. If God wants every man saved, we can't have too many churches. Amen? Glory to Jesus. I feel like I said that by your chance. Because I feel like somebody, like somebody had that thought here. Said about us. Can't have too many churches. Glory to Jesus. Praise God. Because the old life of this field, the Lord of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Amen. So let's go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 from verse 8 to 10. Romans 10 from verse 8 to 10. Hello. Romans 10 from verse 8 to 10. So what does this say? Is? The word is 19. Right? That is my heart and my mouth. That is, and <clears throat> that is the word of faith which we preach. Alright? And what is that word of faith we preach? It says that if you shall do us, you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. What happened? He will be saved. So, how is a man saved? He's saved by confessing and believing. Are we saying that? And what does he confess and believe? That Jesus is Lord, and that he was raised from the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. So, when a man believes the details of the gospel, which is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus, what happens? The man is what? He's saved. So, does that mean that salvation is an introduction to the knowledge? Are we together? So, now, can, do, the Jews know, do the Jews know Jesus? Yes or no? But what do they know about Jesus? They knew him as a man. They knew that he was a carpenter. In fact, some agreed that he was a prophet. Are we together? He was a prophet. He came around. People knew. But do they know him as Lord and Savior? No. Are we together? So, the discrepancy between the man who is saved and the man who is not saved or knows Jesus is that one has accepted the information concerning Jesus as Savior and the other does not. Are we together, guys? Are we together? So, in other words, what I'm trying to prove to you is that the Christian faith is heavily predicated upon a specific kind of information. Are we together? This is the reason why there are professors of theology who are not saved. They know everything about the faith. There's nothing else to tell them about Jesus that they don't know. Are we together? But do they agree that he has died for their sins and he was raised again before they don't? Are we together? And for that reason, they are not saved. Does that make sense, guys? Alright? Very good. Now, beyond salvation, alright, beyond salvation, you also find, beyond salvation, you also see that the recipe for spiritual growth is the gospel. Hallelujah. The recipe for spiritual growth is the gospel. Look at 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 1. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 1. It says, More about brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you. Right? It says, Which also you have received, and wherein you stand. So, he's about to declare the gospel to them. And he says, I declare unto you the gospel which also you have, which I preached unto you. Which also you have received, and where in the words stand. So, not only does a man receive the gospel to be saved, the gospel is the foundation upon which a man does what stands. Does that make sense, guys? Does that make sense, guys? The gospel is the foundation upon which a man stands. Look at First Peter chapter two and verse two. First Peter chapter two and verse two. Oh, glory to Jesus. 
First Peter chapter 2 and verse 2. Say the answer is within me. The answer is within me. Get so many readings this morning about direction. Say the answer is within me. Say I'm never confused. I'm never stranded. I know what to do at every point in time. I'm never confused. I'm never stranded. I know what to do at every point in time. You know, um, I see there's someone here, your dad is about, your dad wants to impact on a particular venture. And the issue is capital. Alright? He wants to embark on a business venture. Now, the issue is not that he doesn't have some money. The issue is that he doesn't, he doesn't have all the money, actually. And so, there is the doubt as to whether to actually go or not. Go. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Tell him to go. The money is coming. God. Say the money is coming. The money is coming. Hallelujah. So then, Amen. They need to win it. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 2. Glory to Jesus. Father, thank you. First Peter 2 and verse 2. He says, as newborn babes, he says, desire the sincere milk of the word. As you words, you may grow thereby. So how does a man how does a man grow? Now let me just also say this. That people often think that what this verse means, or this verse was talking to people who are babes spiritually. Look at the verse again. Look at it. He says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that he may grow thereby. And so, because we see newborn babes, we just believe that he definitely was have been trying to people who are just going to glory. But let's start from this one. He says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire to serve God. So, is it saying that this instruction is only for newborn babes? Or is telling you the attitude to have towards the world? So, in other words, it's saying, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk, that is the way you are supposed to behave towards. Do you understand my point? Are we together? So, the, the attitude of the believer to the world is the way a newborn baby creates milk. Do you know what this means? It means you never outgrow the world. It means you never outgrow it. Hallelujah. This is the reason why, in the next 20, 30, 40 years, we are still going to hold things like this and you will still anticipate it. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, there's something that we need to learn in this generation, actually. And it's the, it's the ability to stay with something. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Is that you say, listen to a particular older minister, speak or something. And you know, in that day, he was talking about a, a surgeon. He said, This man is you know, one of the most decorated surgeons in, in West Africa, actually. One of the most decorated surgeons in West Africa. And he said something very beautiful. He said, Just Sunday before then, they celebrated the man for 40 years in the church workforce, the same church. 40 years. He decorated one of the most decorated students in West Africa. He's not a big man. He was still playing keyboard in the church after 40 years. That's the things that we used to do in this area. Amen. Then you find one young boy, what is that name? Like soldiers doing a key every month. <laughs> no, the cannot now can't come in anymore. Because I need to understand the work of your heart. You get that it's also his hard meeting, hard meeting late into. Friday night. The same Friday night that before, you leave your office 7 p.m., you get to church 9 p.m. so we can do it. Now, so I know we have you know, business business. Sir, but don't worry. I know that there's a need in the church that needs to be met. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Why is it God perishing? I was there, there, there is an attitude to the world that we must have. It can have a consecration. It doesn't matter how much money I have. I'm going to stay the same thing. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. It doesn't matter whether you know I'm, I'm preparing for the meeting on a bike or I'm preparing for the meeting in a private jet. The same level of anticipation. Hallelujah. In fact, the way you must have it is that the more money I have, the more I can make myself available for the gospel. I was there. Jonathan. So before. I didn't have so much money, so I used to take bike, or I used to fly bus for meetings. So because of that, I don't have control of my time. Now I have money, I can, I can get the car. The first thing I my mind is well, I can get the car, so now I can spend shorter time to get to church. I we together. Now I can take more people with me when I go to church. Does that make sense, guys? Are you with me? That's how you get the thing. Okay, now I have some money. What that means is I can get the bus. When we have special meetings, I can pack people. I wish that I can pack people. So that is the heart of consecration. You see, here's the thing when you have the arts, they are the new show when they see it. I wish they had that. That's the reason why resources are not the reason you must have it. It's your heart. I wish they had Resources are never the reason. A man who has the heart, eh, without the resources, he will do stuff. You don't need resources. Amen. You need the heart. What's the heart? And that's not the thing. The moment the resources come, they are going to the right Do you understand me? I wish they had So work on your heart first. Don't look for money there. The money that will kill you. Before you know it's that same one that people will just push your side issue. Amen? God, praise God. Before you know it, instead of being four hours this position, you just do one hour hangouts. You call it word hangouts. You know, you just come around, you share the word for like 15 minutes, the rest of it, you give relationship talk for like 30 minutes. Then the last 15 minutes, you share shawarma and drink. Then you end it with some tongues and word. And that's the best thing. Now let's give you one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. But by the grace of God, we are going to go stronger and stronger. Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. You know, the same things, the same things, would have gotten more stamina. In those days, you know, in years to come, we would have learned to sit down under the word for 12 hours. Hallelujah. Ask training. So, as money is coming, training is coming. Amen. Amen. So, it's not, it's not money is coming and becoming soft. You know, you know, you know, you press this hour before, no shaking, no sleep. Now, you can't do two hours, you're already breathing. <laughs> I don't know. Then we'll come upon you. <laughs> you know that? No, training. Amen? With the word training. Elia, on the private day, it's comes. Hallelujah. They say, ah, Monty, so what are you going to pray for my kids? Amen. On the private day. Amen? Hallelujah. So, so what was I saying? I was trying to explain how that, you know, the heart towards the word was really seen. No matter how long. Glory to Jesus. You see, let me just say something interesting. The God that gave us just the 66 books to teach for the rest of our lives, He gave us just 66 books in the Bible. It doesn't increase, it doesn't reduce for 66 books. That God knows that there will be a point where you'll be here in safety. Amen? Hallelujah. A God that gave you 66 books for about 80 years of your life, He knows that they will get to a point where you, you literally will just be here in safety again and again and again. Hallelujah. So, if you are here the same thing again, you don't think there's a problem. You don't say, ah, I'm not going to do No, that's what the depth you need. Glory to God. Stop looking for depth, wait. You can't enter where you're not going to You know, there are realms and portals. You know, the seven heavens, the six heavens, the real. Ah. Before you know it, just a basic one, you should tell you, 
Remember we said that salvation is an introduction to a specific knowledge of God and Savior. Are we together? So I mean, people know that there is a God. Even the demons know there is a God. But believers agree that there is salvation in, in this God because of what he has done in Christ Jesus. Are we together? Are we together? And so spiritual growth is an increase in the knowledge of that particular information. So now that I know that God is my Savior because of what he did in Christ Jesus, I now begin to grow in that knowledge. And that was what second chapter of Daniel verse 18. Where he says, but growing grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. Notice he said Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because there is enough to know about Jesus Christ that is not Lord and Savior. You know, a lot of Christians are fascinated with things that don't matter. You want to know the height of Jesus. By the way, don't check the height of Paul. You will be shocked because you find it very short. In fact, there I check it out short, extremely short. Simple like well, there's not a bit of a bit of a bit Now, understand why Paul was always saying things like, you know, um, is, is um, 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 also one of the least. Oh, ah, I saw I said the least. <laughs> ah, no, no, no. But what I'm trying to definitely get at is the fact that spiritual growth is introduction to information, increasing the level of information. I wish you get that. Concerning salvation. And so, I was trying to say, a lot of believers are trying to be intrigued by things about Jesus or God that don't matter. What's the height of Jesus? What's the color of his hair? Are you together? I heard he was a carpenter. Who was he a contractor for? <laughs> you know, what kind of you know um, function did he used to be? Is he as good as Taylor? <laughs> you know, those things might be interesting to find out, but they don't matter. Are we together? Are we together, guys? The most important thing to know, see, even if you know all of those things about Jesus, but if you're not ready, Work of salvation, you know nothing. I will tell you that. And this is the balance when it comes to apologetics, actually. Because I know there's this rave, this new rave around apologetics and you know, all those things. I see, let me just tell you the reason why people like apologetics. It's just simply because any information that is read that is not available readily, people value it. So the truth is not really like you like apologetics. What you like is the fact that somebody is presenting something to you that you know it. I, I mean, uh, most of the time I've seen it. So it's the issue with most people, because this is the thing, before you get to apologetics, know the most important thing. Amen? I just that. Before you begin to explain the validity of the New Testament and the fact that Jesus Christ was quoted by extra medical sources, calm down. And you know, the way apologetics has this language. That way I read it's like, ah, why you want to No need. Before you know all of those things, how come salvation to faith in Christ Jesus? How is that? First one, buried, dead, buried, resurrected. Amen? God said. First knowing from the Bible. How is that? I must also say this. Apologetics is not for you. Quite frankly. It can help you. But it's fundamental. What you expect them to do is to give. Amen? I will say that. Jesus was speaking to Thomas. Alright? And then when Jesus was risen from the dead, and then Thomas said, unless I see the new marks on his hands and his feet and nothing. And then Jesus comes there and you know, he told him he had bread and fish. And then he says, You know, feel my hands and feel my legs. And I'll be true to And then next thing he does, shouted, My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. And look at what Jesus says. Jesus says, You have believed because you saw. He says, Blessed are they who do not see. Yes, believe. Hallelujah. Glory to you. So, why is it good that you want to know all of the details? And I mean, anybody who knows me knows that. I'm not saying this because I don't know it. We are going to talk about this in the 
Jephthah. But I'm saying so that you understand. The most important thing to do as a believer is to believe. It sounds like a petitioner. Exactly. You are what? A believer. That's your work. You are to believe. Amen? Now, you can get information to now help your conviction to be strengthened. Are we together? But you know, so this is the reason why, at the end of the day, when you have debates with mediators or folks and you talk to them, you realize that the problem is not lack of information. The problem is that they are not ready to agree. Do you understand? So at the end of the day, the problem is really not that. It's not like if you really prove to them the only reason that there is a God, they will really believe it. No. Are we together? They won't believe it. Do you get me? So at the end of the day, the core thing is faith. Does that make sense, guys? Are you with me? No. So the information is the icing on the top. But at the core, the cake in itself. As I said, cake, now we put my number. Come back. And we saw Jesus. Alright? So the, the important thing is faith. Does that make sense, guys? Are we together? Right. So let's go back. So, uh, no, explain how the spiritual growth is increased in that knowledge of salvation. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Alright, let's move on. And so, you see, therefore, that in fact, when Paul was speaking about the work of the ministry in Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4, 11, Ephesians 4, 11 16. Let's open it. Ephesians 4, from verse 11 to verse 16. Ephesians 4, from verse 11 to verse 16. Matthew's talking this way. It's a bit hard to. Ephesians 4, from verse 11. Alright, so he says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists. Alright, let's actually let's read together. Ephesians 4, where he wants to go. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Let, let's stop there first of all. I want to say that. There is this um, obsession, I want to use that, with the ministry gifts, being called the ministry gifts. It's, it's not by the car. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me show you something that might interest you. In 2 Corinthians 3 and 15, just open it. Don't go there. Just let me show you. 2 Corinthians 3 and 15. Let me show you something very, very important. Remember when I saw it, it changed my perspective towards the ministry. He says, now this was Peter in 2 Peter 3. So this is not the beginning of Peter's ministry. This is the last chapter of Peter's ministry. Are we together? So he's now a veteran in the work. Are we together? Look what he says. He says, I count the long suffering of our Lord's salvation. Even at our what? You guys should see. Even at our what? Brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him as he reads him unto you. So, look at what he's doing here. He is validating Paul's apostolic ministry. I will say that. Because in those days, you you not just any writes letters to the church. That's kind of one of the reasons why canonization is a very interesting topic. I will say One of the rules of Bible canonization is the authority of the person who writes the book. No book was accepted if it wasn't written by founding Now, compared to every other person that was with Jesus in his lifetime. Paul was not. I will tell you guys. And so that was the reason why, to a large extent, the church was not very open to receiving Paul's ministry. Because the question is, what is the mandate upon which your ministry stands? Do you understand me? It was, it was the reason why, when they were replacing Judas Iscariot in Acts 1, what did they do? 
They gave a particular criteria. The person must have been with us from the baptism of John up to the point when he was raised. Are we together? So, one of the criteria for being a functional apostle is that you must have seen Jesus. You must have been with him. It also explains why a large number of times, Paul always speaks about his vision of Jesus. Go to first Corinthians 15. Digressing actually from this one. There's something I need to explain. First Corinthians 15. Look at first Corinthians 15 and this. Uh, verse 8. So, we're talking about the details of the gospel. You know, the Christ life says, according to the scriptures, it was very good, verse 8, very according to the Greek. And then it says, it was seen of Cephas, the 500, of whom the greater part of all in a state. Right? And then it was seen of James. And then it continues in verse 8. Look at what it says in verse 8. It says, and last of all, it was seen of me also, as one born out of Jesus. Excuse me, Paul. When did, when did you see Jesus? Clearly, we have enough historical accounts to know, and even from the Bible to know that Paul and Jesus were never at the same place. They never met. So, he would have been referring to what? A vision. Are we together? Primarily, we see two visions of Paul in the Bible. We see a vision on the way to Damascus, and that's night when he got saved, right? And then there's also another vision of Damascus in several weeks as well. But let's not go there. But what I'm not trying to explain is that why was it important for Paul? Now, every other account that you had added in the first Corinthians 15 were actually real life eyewitness accounts. Why was it important for Paul to add this? He was trying to validate his apostolic ministry in the church. Are we together? That's it. I have seen this Jesus. Amen? Yeah. Amen? So, what I said all that to just make you see how that. There, so, there was a bit of contention around Paul's apostolic ministry in the church. It's kind of the reason why, even though Paul got Gentiles saved, because you need to think about it, it's not You've done miracles, you've got the entrance, you've got the food in the Holy Ghost. Yet, your doctrine is still debated in the church. Why? Because they did not yet regard him as he was a foundational apostle. Do you notice that in that place, the argument stopped the moment Peter got involved? Do you notice that the moment Peter stood up and now spoke about his own experience with Cornelius, the answer is no problem. Why? Because they regarded Peter as a foundational apostle. Do you understand the So because of that authority, they accepted it. Now, I said I would have to say that in some writers, I've carried here Go back to 7 to 3 and 6. 7 to 3 and 6. It's funny. This is my hands. My new sex means. So now, Paul is now speaking. The Greek is speaking now about Paul. He is validating his apostolic ministry concerning the epistles he has written. He says, as even as our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given unto him, as written unto you. So, he is validating his letters, right? Which also means he is validating his words, apostolic ministry. Does that make sense, guys? But notice what he calls him, our what? Eh? Once again, remember, this is at the end of Peter's ministry. So, at this point in time, Peter and Paul are not small boys. Are we together? They become men. They, they are big boys in the church. Are you together? Big boys. And what does he call him? Our beloved brother Paul. Do you realize also, let me say this, do you realize that if you were to check through the epistles, just by paying attention to the words, you would never have known that Timothy was the pastor of Ephesus unless you see the work he did there. You realize that there was never a point in time when Timothy was called a pastor. Never. How do we know Timothy was a pastor? First Timothy was a pastor. First Timothy was a pastor. 
First Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. Are we there? First Timothy chapter 1. Today I don't open my see. Are you my name? Shall I not just you? First Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. He says, And I besought you to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge them, charge some that they teach no other doctrine. So Paul puts Timothy in charge of the doctrine of the church in Ephesus. Are we together? And then David also pay attention to the rest of the instructions he gave him in 1 Timothy 1. All true. They are instructions given to a man who has oversight over a particular place. Are we together? So it is even from there that we, have, that we know that oh, because of these instructions and this work that we have done here, he would have been the pastor of the Ephesian church. Are we together? But never for once does Paul call Timothy a pastor. In fact, a lot of times you say, I, I found it necessary to send to you my beloved, our beloved brother Timothy, or my, my son in the faith. Timothy, my son in the faith. Are we together? A pastor as well, a brother. Are we together? When we greet people in First uh, Corinthians 16, in the ending of Romans as well, Romans 16, what does he always call a brother, sister, a, a beloved, a, a, a fellow workman? Are we together? Do you understand? Never calls them by the name or, that, or their ministry. In fact, let me shock you. The only place in the book of Acts where you find the ministry gives mention together with the person's name is Acts 21. Philip the Evangelist. Notice that, and I, I have an explanation for that, to be honest. I have an explanation. The reason for that is simple because, number one, you don't actually don't find the word mentioned in the book of Acts. That's number one. Number two, the only other place you see Philip mentioned in the book of Acts was in Acts 6 when he was in Sorry, Acts 6 and then Acts 8. Are we together? In Acts 8, when he preached to the Utopian people. Everyone knows you guys. Everyone knows you guys. Right? So now, he's trying to let us see that Philip, who was a deacon, has now become a word, an evangelist. Are we together? Because he also charged Jesus. That was what he No. But what am I trying to let you see? I'm trying to let you see. At the end of the day, you will never realize that every time when Paul was mentioned, or every time when Paul spoke of himself, he never called himself Apostle Paul. Now, this is not to say it is not an apostle name or whatever. Please. No what I'm saying. But what I'm trying to say is that you see, this unholy obsession with putting ministry gifts in front of your name. We don't find it in time. Do you realize the fact that when Paul was speaking of the brothers that came from Jerusalem in Galatia, and he was talking about the main apostles, Peter, James, and John, he called them again. Amen? He didn't say when Apostle Peter, Apostle James, and Apostle John came. No, he said when Peter, James, and John, he said when the um, disciples, Peter, or apostles, Peter, James, and John. Like he didn't, I'm sure he didn't call them apostles at that point in time. He didn't have apostles yet. He called them Peter, James, and John when they came. So, in other words, they were being called by their name. Or mass, brother. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, what is the difference, however? You see, what gives the appellation? What of these ministries is that the word yeah, or all of the ministries mentioned in Ephesians 11. They are not now, they are there. Every single one of them. They are attributes. The word pastor, for example, is to amen. It's a word that means to shepherd. Are we together? 
The word evangelist, when the evangelist is evangelist, this is the word that means for announce. It's a man that proclaims. Are we together? The word the apostle, apostolos, one that is sent. Are we together, guys? Where else again is there? Teacher. Of course, it's clear. <laughs> like, teacher. So it's not something you are, it's something you do. Do you get it? You know, the one say, I'm, I'm a teacher, but I'm not here anybody. So it's not the name, it's what you do. So it doesn't even matter whether we don't call you an apostle. Even you know apostle, apostle. You know, that's what we to me. I said interestingly, the persons who I, I regard as apostles, and, and, and this, some persons I regard as apostles in this generation, people call them apostles. For example, it doesn't take a lot of sleep that continues anyway as an apostle. What does he call himself? No, we might now what? Now, does it mean you can't call yourself apostle? And by all means, but at least be sure you are doing work. You cannot have just one church, no matter how big your church is, and call yourself apostle. <laughs> Amen? Hallelujah! It's the word. It's not me. Amen? It doesn't matter if God is just 500, before you pass away, you're just 600. Now, you're just 500, you're not apostle. You're still a pastor. And it is fine. Amen? Amen. Jesus, it's fine. It's not, as I said before, if you want to look at this thing, if a Greek person hears you say apostolos like something, like so it's all like he knows this. Apostle was something that people counted as this thing. Do you know do you know one of the major ones of apostles in Acts? Do you realize that after they had the debates in Acts together? And then Paul went back. Do you know what Paul went to do? Paul and Barnabas. They went to Jerusalem. They literally sent them on errand to their own church. That okay, you guys should go from place to place as they are dropping the laws that we sent you to go and drop to them. Go from place to place. I'm going to share In Acts 12, when that was signified by the Spirit, that they be a family and you'll be saved together. Who was the person that got delivered to? Paul and Barnabas. The men of God. They sent them to stop. It's going to deliver food. So, apostle, it's not, it's not, it's not something you say, yeah, 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 I want you to. No, if, if the people do this, they see us to do what they are doing. They say, ah, this thing is not the way I say. Have you seen when Paul spoke of this apostleship ministry? He says, well, it's come on the earth. That's what he said. He said, well, it's come on the earth. He says, no, there's nothing about what people like.
You can show from proper Bible music that this is something and you don't like it. Then you are wrong. The reason you don't like it is because you are decided to force Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. First Corinthians 4. Look at something. Look at from verse um, from verse 9. He says, For I think that God has set forth us the apostles last, as if we are pointed to death. He says, For we have made a spectacle unto the world, and to angels, and to men. He says, We are fools for Christ's sake, but we are wise in Christ. He says, We are weak, you are strong. He says, You are honorable, we are despised. He says, Even unto this present hour, we both what? Hunger, thirst. He says, Are naked, we are buffeted. We have no certain dwelling place. Why do we have a certain dwelling place? Because I want no place to place. Jesus, how can you say there is no place? I can't have a bossy. Let's continue. See, he says, and labor, working with our own hands, being revived, we bless, being persecuted, we suffer, being defamed, we entreat. He says, we are made as the field of the world. Field. He says, and are the offspring of all things unto this day. He says, I like what this means to shame you, but as my beloved son, I won't. Do you see this now? I feel like being an apostle. Say, ah, is this the thing I want to have? No, you don't want to. Be. This kind of thing, it is, it is, it is compassion that brings you to this point. Do you understand? It's not aspiration. It's not aspiration. It's not aspiration. No. It's, it has to be sacrifice. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So, Bible was Bible. Glory to God. I have no problem calling God in my pastor is an apostle. Are you together? Because I know it doesn't work. Amen? Because I know that I call, I'm never going to call an apostle. Amen? It's not five months. It's just that it is. Amen? Hallelujah. Pastor is very well and I'm called by the pastor long. Hallelujah. Pastor is somebody that shepherds his flock. How can I call a pastor when I cannot see one person in the Catholic Church? That the flock will take the sheep. <laughs> Jesus said, What are you shepherd? The shepherd yourself. Tell you what I'm finishing. Say, What are you? I knew. The book. Let's go back. I'm talking about spiritual books. Spiritual books. Alright, so. Ah. Praise Jesus. So, eh, so what purpose here was actually talking about the ministry? And you'll notice how that when Paul speaks about the ministry, Ephesians 4 and verse 11, when Paul speaks about the ministry to the church, you will notice the function that he gives for the ministry. He's talking about Ephesians 4 and verse 11. We'll start from verse 12 now because we're going to see them already. Ephesians 4 and verse 12. Oh, glory to Jesus. Oh, it's God. Ephesians 4 and verse 11. Say, my needs are met. My needs are met by the power of the Holy Ghost. And one of the things that accompanies the guiding of the Holy Ghost is Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. You know, the people that we love are much more than those we see. Glory to God. Amen. So, even as we are seated in innumerable company of angels, Hallelujah. Innumerable. We can't be counted. And so, when we make declarations in places like this, you must understand what it is you are seeing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Particularly when there is a supply of the Spirit in that direction. When I make, when I make declarations like that, I'm not just making it because I have free time. It's because I sense the much I have to say that. Hallelujah. And so it was then how to receive from suffering. 
that that you be what? Now wait. That you be rooted and grounded in love may be able to. So wait. How will you be rooted and grounded in love? You'll be able to do what? So your rooting and grounding in love is a function of something. That you are able to complain with all the things. What is the length and the breadth and the depth and the height? And to know the love of Christ that does what? Passes all knowledge. Are we together? So at the end of the day, unless you think we are here actually seeing, and we're, we're going to, I just spoke about this in Galatians. We're going to read these two books this year, by the end of the year. We're going to read these two books. One of these is going to be on the polite prayers. We're going to explain all of the polite prayers. Not just the polite prayers, actually, we just have a prayer saying, we're going to focus on the polite prayers. What the book of the book is about here is an effectiveness that comes by knowledge. When he says to be stressing mind by space in the he's not talking of physical strength. He's not talking of stressing your body. Amen? Hallelujah. It's actually a strength that the believer shows that emanates from a proper understanding of the love of God. Are we together? Are we together, guys? So, exactly, this prayer is more akin to a prayer of effectiveness that comes from proper understanding. Do you understand me? He's trying to say, you are only more likely to exhibit love when you know the love of God and you know it well enough. He then causes you to respond in certain ways. Does that make sense, guys? Are we together? Look at Colossians 1 at this time. Colossians 1 at this time. Colossians 1 at this time. (coughs) Colossians 1 at this time. (laughs) Colossians 1 at this time. Must be to the end that the believer is furnished in knowledge. 
What's knowledge? The knowledge about God has in you. That knowledge now filters into everything else. So, when I'm going to teach on relationship, for example, in the local church, you know, one of the persons that I respect, you know, um, you know um, one of the pastors I respect, he was going to teach on marriage. <laughs> I just said, open your Bible to Matthew 28, from the 19 to 20. <laughs> Matthew 28. In relation, you know, you said relationship of you just come and say, um, yeah, you know, God is in here, dress fine, look nice, you know, that's how you marry that man. You won't know. Amen? I read some of you, you know, number this. The joke just flew above you. You won't know. Just, you know, this is just nice one, this is only like, you didn't get it. Alright, so what, what, what you see, however, is that, for example, look at how Paul would teach about certain matters in the church. For example, marriage in Ephesians 5. Paul does not speak about anything like marriage from Ephesians 1 to Ephesians 4. He gave them enough revelation and insights. Come on, that See, when you teach people the important things, the other things, the instruction was wrong. Amen? Why do you teach a man that? You have the spirit of God in you. God has made you begin to walk as a new creation. You have the ability to walk over sin. All you need to do at the end of the day is just to say, let's in that school still do more. Let's live up to the standards of the You don't need to have the teaching when you see the thing and your body is doing that if you see it. Don't commit it. You know, they have been seeing principles of psychology. Who is that? What do you They might as well not go to psychologists and sit down and talk to me. You need to analyze it. Don't be happy. How does he do it? Ah, man of God, I didn't want you to do it. That's the beauty of it. That's psychology. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> what is the difference then? Because I'm not going to psychology. As your pastor, for example, I want you to work with it. Amen? You know, when folks want to meet with them, they're going to say they're bad things. You know, I remember, I actually used to pray for you. It was almost a bit like, well, this and this and this is going on. And I'm like, okay, then there's this sound that I want to listen to. Sound okay. All I have for this sound. Amen. Okay, I'm out of the child. She's like, the power of God is like sound. If you listen to sound, you listen to sound. So, just listen to sound. Amen. You think that God is like, so how do you feel? You know, tell me, what does it make you feel like? I think it's a wrong one. First place, forget what? The words. Hallelujah. The words. That's the answer. Amen? And if you truly believe the word is the answer, it will show you how to do it. It will show you how to say it. It will show you your emphasis in the local church. Amen? So, in the north, we're going to teach about, for example, money. We're going to teach salvation. Hallelujah. Because how you want to do money is a function of your nature as a believer. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Because it's like you're wasting your time teaching a non-believer how to have, how to have do money in a way that is Christ-like. Always time, man. Salvation. When you understand salvation, you know, there's some there's certain things that I, you didn't have to tell me. I just knew when I was saying, just that as I was going in God's word, it just became weird for me to give my brother money and expect interest. It was all weird. Just that, even, I, I was sure when I heard that people should do it, like your friend, you give your friend money. Like it's not like you're running loan business, you give your friend money and you're expecting, like, and I have a brother in Christ. And it's just like brother will pay you back with interest. Wow. 
It's someone that is loser that has bath. We'll pack our things to college. Do you know So why are we to college? We'll pack as he maybe the clothes for the name, just that there is a pack his brush that is carrying brush, two brush and two piece to carry that one. Clothes are good. So we'll pack everything like that. So we see it, wake up, we beat you sleep. You don't know what day, you don't know what nice. I don't know if you don't see this. In fact, I wear a particular exam, I cannot forget, but I can't just pack soon. They woke up like this and gave us exams. Ah, I'm not joking. I like this. They woke up. I cannot forget. You know, we read into the exam. They were waking up like this. And it was not just two or three. Like, we, like, we filled your. Do you know that? Do We filled your. They were waking up like this. Take your script. And so, this was the interesting thing about you. You know, when you're not in the morning, you're here pressed. And you want to get to the toilet. So, that day was hilarious. So, because they were waking us up, like, you don't see. They were waking us up. I want to get to the toilet. At some point, it doesn't. No, we are not making up. You won't up with exhaustions. So imagine, we could do things like that. So that means you can. You just don't esteem it as important. Are we together? Do you understand me? You can. So you this funny break the ideology. That's what I'm trying to make you guys comfortable today. I say eight hours, twelve hours. You can do it. Amen? The first time you do it, the first time you do it. Are you together? You might not be able to go through it. Say we pray now. Are you together? Do the first time. Do the first time. Next month, do six hours. See, make it. Are you together? You go again eight hours. You cannot die. Amen? Are you together? Because that's the only way they can betray you. You see, that's the reason why today the church is doing the silence. The silence comes by teaching. So if you don't, there's no, there's no gimmick around it. If you don't teach, you cannot know. Do you understand? So it's not, it's not hard to know where they, you can literally see it. When you look at how the apostles thought in their day, down to the way it is today, you can see where the problem is. That was say, we don't know why, you know, say, the church needs revival, the church needs revival. Revival will get, see, do you know what the Bible The church that you are talking about, in Acts 2, for example, that had mighty people concerned about that. Do you know what it says? They continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. They were gathering daily. Amen? Amen. They were gathering daily. Today, any church that gathers more than two times a week, you say, ah, the members of it. Hey, people are gathering. Even two times a week. Say, ah, for sorry, no. No, 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 it's not that I don't have to But the truth is this. No matter what the excuse is, the reality of it is that any point that is being sent is because they are not us. Just that, you know, it's like saying that, um, why didn't you, um, why, why couldn't you read for the exam? Because I felt sick. This funny simplicity is yes. Are you together? But did you feel the exam? Yes. yes. Why did you feel the exam? Because I couldn't read. Because I felt sick, yes. But you couldn't share it. So you feel the exam. Do you understand? It's like this way that you have to work. I'm not arguing. But the truth still stands that the reason I don't understand is because they're not thoughts. But so I have to work. Hey, yes, I'm not arguing. But that's the reason. Do you understand? So, like, they, they're not. So, what we must now begin to do is begin to figure out how we can regulate our present conditions, alright, to match up for what they have to do this. Because without that, they're like, the remember we are shouting, we are not scared to Amen. As much as you remember what I was shouting about, as much as you remember. Do you know what I was shouting about? People are staying in church for six to eight hours every day of it. Every day of it. You say, we need that, like in days of hope. Days of hope, we need this 
Cheaper was the day of old. Can you do this? <laughs> Sorry. Can you do currently? You can never do two hours every day, job. Amen. He said, let's go online. Like online is like it's prayer and prayer for food. That is a revival of this week. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So you see, the ministry of Jesus, even to sinners, how much it was. In fact, Jesus taught the sinners so much that he had special classes. Do you realize? So Jesus would have things that he would teach to the, to the people. Parables, for example. And then he had his disciples where he would go special classes for. So after he's done teaching everybody, is that what you want to say? That thing you say, you don't understand. You're not saying, I should be me, you don't understand what I said. You will now explain to them. So meaning, he had even special discipleship classes. Among sinners. Among sinners. What if we is simple? If we are going to have leaders in a church, they must be taught more. It's not, you're not a leader by. You are the one that does this most. It's not the best singer that is the leader. No, it's the singer that knows the word the most. Amen? That's what you are the leader by. It's not by age. It's not by your job. No. Talu Momo Jularani to the character. Are we together, guys? That's what it is. The word. The word. Teach us training in the word. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. And of course, the same thing in the epistles. I mean, uh, Acts chapter 2, after he got saved, Acts chapter 2, and verse 42. He says that he continues steadfastly. I'm going to go to Acts chapter 2. He continues steadfastly. In the apostles' doctrine. The word steadfast there, the word steadfast there is the Greek word proskaterio. Forget this sound. It just basically means they continue, they pay attention to it assiduously. They didn't miss anymore. Are we together? It's, 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 it's almost like a military kind of training. Where it's like you're looking at something and you want it to get out of your eyes. The way, the way a, a, a tiger, for example, sees a prey, I would say that. And even when someone pulls up and down, he tries to put his eyes on it. I would say that. That's, that's the way it means. They attended to it as it was. Prayer. Doctrine. How do you attend to doctrine as it was? And you guys will be sound. Amen? How? Don't be sound now. Look at, for example, look at Acts 20. Acts 20. Acts 20. Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. And verse. Um, okay. Let's see from verse 7. He says, At the point of the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow. And he continued his speech until when? Midnight. Midnight. So, he started from day. And for this way, Midnight. Let's continue. Come on, I want to sound like I can see. Come direct. Don't worry. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. And there sat a wind in the window, a certain young man named what? This was. You guys are sure because I'm not going to go there. But let's just continue in verse 10. He says, I'm going down and find a demon. Embracing him and said, Trouble not yourself for his life. So he got sick. And you know, you think that after after you do such a miracle, the battle of the earth, you know, guys. Jesus, it's fine, it's okay. <laughs> he rose him up into the wood. <laughs> God him, you know, raised him up from life, went back inside, continued his teaching. And look at what he said about how he continued. So look at what, what happened next. He says, When he therefore was come up again and had broken bread, he said, 
He says, and eat it, and talk a long while, even till what? Break of what? Day, so he parted. So this man was a, he thought one morning into the next morning. Amen? Thoughts from one morning into the next one. That's what he did. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. That was how he And notice, when he thought, we don't see any form of something special attached to it. He didn't tell them before that, guys, I'm going to be having a special meeting with you. That we, you know, just came among them and said, I'm going to tomorrow, so guys, let's, you know, let's, let's just fellowship around the world. Yeah, fellowship for men. <laughs> I love you. Yes. I don't know what it's called. 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 I don't know what it's that's not because I said so. That didn't even come to service. You have to let people know that three business. Three business. Two months before, because you have to plan it. Because everybody knows you have to That's what we have. I come on there. Why is this happening so low? So, this must be. Let me see. How do you know? How do you know what I want? How do you know? Amen. So, what am I, what am I, like everything I'm trying to try about is just to make you see you know, how so much of importance the church played or the church placed on the decision of the world. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. The decision of the world. And you see, I've always said this that culture can change. People determine culture. Are we together? Culture is not some esoteric thing that people don't have control over. People made it become what it is today. So, people can also change. Jesus, hallelujah, glory to Jesus. We can begin to decide to have longer decisions and make it normal. And I always tell them something. I say, whatever generation permits, the other generation will take as it was, as it was. Are you there? Do you know that time when putting light on stage was a problem? In those days, I was putting light on stage. So, the generation that believed that television was empty box. They're not putting light on stage. Ah! Yes, no, no. Yes, no, no. Now, it's not I mean, it's not bad. There's no problem. What I'm trying to let you see is that things change from time to time. So there's no way some things were not, they became okay. Are you with me? And so, the reason why, generally, I'm not very open to change. The reason is because what you are doing as far is not bad now. Some people will take it like this is your. You know that we come here, you know, how can you, if, I, if you go to a church, I don't have the correct the way you see, you might, you might go through because you know the word. But first of all, when you first get there, you see, you just like, do you know that? You might not have the word, the word, the word, the word. In fact, some of the words, like when you came here, there's no, there's no, there's no emotion, no form of coming And that's how well, it's there, that is, like, it's teaching you, it's not bad, it's not bad, it's not and they are these non reasonable sex. Okay, I think that they are not projecting. That makes me I'm just going to get Now, those things are not bad. What I'm trying to see, so in the good, I'm trying to show you how things change over time. The same thing also in the bad. 
you can say for you are not getting busy now. Let's find a way to suit the meeting. See, that's the way to start with. See, today now, now I've told you that Samuel has become SMS. 45 minutes. In fact, 45 minutes is too much. 15 minutes, you see, because you know, we need to understand this comprehension level. As you know, there is a level that you talk, you know, there's a point where you talk that people can no longer compare with the So you need to, you know, you need to understand this. You know, psychology. And that's what brought us to do that. Sooner or later, you just come and say, let's open the last 20 plus one. That's how it That's where it's going. I don't get that. That's where it's going. So if we're going to change it soon, we're going to begin to intentionally. I don't get that. Lengthen things. We can say we won't have sermons for our testimonies. Two hours. I don't get that. Three hours. Then we want to hold. You know, big missing, want to hold missing the stadium. And what is the purpose of the missing? It's not press concert. Amen? Amen. It's not crusade, and you know it to be. Just is the word. Can I get CBS? Can we do How long are you coming back? Data in the I thought you said they are going to get to teach. Yes. How long is it? Data out. And that's the data out, sir. Amen? How long is it? Data Can I go by the Amen? Hallelujah. And we must not see it as special reasons. Amen? It must be one of Hallelujah. Now, if we do that, by the time we have children, they will grow up without conscious. You know one reason why so you for you today, church is not a big deal because normally your parents will every Sunday. So now, even when you if you go to church now, you on Sunday, just you wait. Just that, you know, it's not like if you go, you really get anything. Just that, it's not like you go, ah, I'm going to church on this one. Just that, same it is. So, that's how we let's pray out. When I'm going to carry this prayer month in there, I need to go out please. I'm not going to be the king of the church. Just that, but that's where I learned how to pray for long. Amen? That's it. So, before you know it, you have children who, they'll be in a situation of, like, what are these things? When you are doing that, we're like, okay, no problem. Because they've been configured. Do you understand? To be easy to go to take a particular. Do you understand my point? We can decide to have that way. Glory to God. Thank you for listening. We're sure that it was an amazing time. For questions and inquiries, reach out to us on carysoul.mini at gmail.com. We call you blessed.